Hi guys, welcome to the first actual episode of the Ape Show. Um, I'm Brandon Steckline. This is going to be a video episode. There's a couple things I'm going to show you. So if you're listening to the audio-only version of the podcast, I'll try to talk enough to keep it interesting. But if there's a lot of pauses, it's probably because I'm showing people stuff. I'll try not to do that too much. I'll try to make it so it's good to listen to also. So I hope you enjoy. Uh, it's still early in the show. I don't know ultimately what kind of format everything's going to take. I'll kind of base it off of feedback from you guys, so let me know what kind of things you like to see. But today, I thought I'd first show you um, what I use to do my development. I get asked about that on email quite a bit, like, what kind of computer do you use, etc. So I'm going to show you some of that stuff, and then we will also... Um, I want to go over the Ape Apps Launcher, because a lot of people still don't use it, but I think it's probably the best way to use a lot of my software, so I'm just going to show it off for the benefit of everybody and some of the features. So let's get into it. So I'm standing here in the worldwide headquarters of Ape Apps, which is another word for my office and my basement at home, and I'll kind of show you some of the equipment I use every day to uh, do the stuff that I do. So this is my desk here. I got uh, my main computer on the floor. This is just a uh, custom one that I purchased using, uh, I actually bought this two years ago using Bitcoins. You might remember when the uh, price of Bitcoin got really high a couple years ago. I took advantage and I bought all the pieces for that off of a Newegg. And it's hooked up to uh, three monitors. This computer runs Ubuntu Linux. And I also use Windows 10 inside of a virtual machine for when I need to do Windows development. And right next to that, I have a MacBook Air plugged into this screen because you can only release iPhone programs using a Mac. And so I got the cheapest Mac I could. I could have got the uh, the Mac Mini, but at the time I bought that, which is several years ago now, the Mac Mini was very outdated. And besides my desk, I have uh, an Xbox, which I use to release Xbox software. And uh, this one has the developer mode enabled, so I can uh, do debugging right on there. It also plugs into this monitor, which is actually a TV. Now when it comes to time to doing the actual programming work, I do a pretty good portion of my work using this program on the screen right now. It's called Visual Studio Code by Microsoft. It works on Windows, Mac, and Linux. I kind of, I still do some native development on Windows and Android. I do almost none on iPhone. A lot of the stuff I do now is HTML5 and JavaScript based, which makes it really easy to release cross-platform applications. Um, it doesn't work for everything, which is why I still do some native stuff, but for a lot of it I do. On the screen here I have the uh, source code for my colony, actually. It's broken up into a lot of files, as you see here, but the main script is on this side. It's about what, 50,000 lines of code right now? It's actually smaller than it used to be. Uh, over the last few updates, I've trimmed it down a bit. And on the right side, I have the game data file, which uh, defines all the different resources and the uh, buildings and vehicles and everything like that. And it is another, well, that's even bigger than the source code, 54,000 lines. I have another script I wrote called Scroll2D, which powers a lot of my games. It uh, takes care of all the rendering for my colony. I also use it for games like My Land and Gone Rogue, My Starship, and some others. And uh, it's about another 4,300 lines of code. So anyway, it all adds up together. But anyway, if you want to do any development work, I really recommend getting this Visual Studio Code. It's a 
pretty good IDE. It supports a lot of different languages, and it's just really easy to use, so I really like it. And so that's what I do the most of my work in. I'm When I'm releasing, actually packaging an app for Android, I have to use Android Studio. On Windows, I have to use Visual Studio uh, 2019, and on the Mac, I have to use Xcode. And there's a little different work that goes into each of them. But the base code that is cross-platform, this is what I use, and it's very good, and I can highly recommend it. That's Visual Studio Code. It's free. Anybody who wants to just start doing some programming, I'd say download it. So when you're doing cross-platform development like I do, one of the things that you're always having to deal with is each app store needs to have like a 100 different type of icons of different shapes and sizes and everything. And you can spend like a whole day or more just making different icon types for different programs. And a tool, I made a tool to help me out with that. I'm going to show you right here. It's called the ABAPS Manager. This thing actually does a lot for me. Um, for, for instance, you might notice all my apps have a little feedback option inside of them on the left where you can uh, send feedback directly to me. It actually goes directly to this app here, and I can click on it and see all the feedback I got. A lot of it's spam, but it's all right here. But another thing I could do is automatically make all the uh, graphics assets for my app. So let's take a uh, classic one, like Age Scanner that I have. I can see the stats, you know, how many people are using it the feedback for that particular app. Nobody's left any for Age Scanner. I can see what kind of errors are reported in it. I used to use Google Analytics for errors and stats, and now I use my own server instead, so I don't have to go through Google. Another thing I can do, I can make a new version. It automatically creates uh, a lot of version-specific stuff for every platform that I use. But one thing is the assets for the app. I got them all right here. And let's see, how many actual graphics do I have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, so I make eleven pictures, icons of different shapes and sizes for every app. And out of those eleven, I can click on this compile market assets, which I'm not going to do right here because I don't have all the fonts installed on this machine. But it'll put them in a folder here called market assets, and it'll just pump out everything that I need for uh, every platform ready to go. So that's a really handy tool that I have. And as I said, uh, I can check how many people are using this app. So, you know, on this date, 400 people use H-Scanner. <clears throat> I can see what platforms are using. Amazon, Google Play, my website, Windows, the iPhone. Uh, this many people use a tablet. This many people use a phone. Here's how it's done over the last year. Not too many people use Age Scanner. Uh, nobody buys the in-app purchases on Age Scanner. I don't even know if it has one. But it's is kind of a cool way for me to, to see the stats on everything without having to rely on something like Google. And I don't know if other developers do this, but I've never been a guy that likes third-party stuff. So I try to build my own everything, no matter what I'm doing, which takes a lot of time. And it's probably not the most efficient way to do things. But I also do this for fun and as a hobby. And this is the way I like to do it. So... That's what I have. So this is the Ape Apps Manager. It's a tool that's, uh, it took a while to build, and I add stuff to it all the time, but it ultimately has saved me a lot of time, and it's let me be a lot more productive. And you need stuff like this when you're doing a business by yourself. Now, the last thing I wanted to show you guys in this episode or tell you about is called the Ape Apps Launcher, which you can see on my screen here. 
This is a program I wrote. It's available for desktop on Windows, Linux, and Mac. And it basically has my entire catalog of software, at least the cross-platform stuff. There's a couple things that are native that aren't on here yet, but that number is getting smaller and smaller all the time as I'm porting everything to be cross-platform. And so my entire catalog of stuff you can find here. You can install it all to your desktop. Um, it all runs great. It probably has the best performance of any version of any of my software. You get automatic updates for everything I have. And if you've bought a premium version of any of my apps on Android, iPhone, Windows, you get the premium on this too. You can also make in-app purchases through uh, PayPal or Stripe, I think, which is just a regular credit card processor right through this. So you can do everything through the ABAPS launcher. As you can see, I have uh, my colony installed. You, Installing something that's very quick, say uh, brick picks here. You just click on it and it installs over here. When it's done, you click on it, it launches. Pretty simple. Um, as I said, I got my colony here, loads up. If you've only ever played it on a phone, which is most people, you'll see that the performance is quite a bit better playing through the Ape Apps launcher. And uh, the interface is a lot better on desktop, too. Phone is the worst interface, in my opinion. But I don't like cell phones to begin with, which is interesting for an app developer. But here you also uh, sign in with your Ape Apps account. Everything syncs across devices. You can see all the achievements you've gotten in all my games. Here you can see your friends list. It showed up on the other screen, but here's your friends list. Anybody you've added in My Colony or other games will show up on the list here. And... Say we got a. Uh, let me see if I can find my son on here. Benton has uh, the Ape Apps launcher up on his computer. And if you click on their name, you can do a private chat with them, which also opened up on the other screen. But this also includes voice chat, so you can click on this. I know uh, he can be upstairs on his computer, I can be down on mine. We can turn on voice chat and we can be talking to each other through uh, through the Ape Apps launcher here, which is really neat. This also ties into, uh, oh, if you've gotten private messages on my form, you can get it all here. And you can open up, yeah, everything's opening up on my other screen, but you can open up Ape Chat with this, which includes My Colony Chat, which is the in-game chat from My Colony. You can see who's all actually online. You can send messages. You can join all these different channels. You can have private one-on-one -on -one conversations, private channels. It does voice chat, group voice chat, and uh, everything like that. I might do an episode more specific about Ape Chat in the future because I'm adding a lot to this program. It's already becoming uh, pretty advanced. Also, for you don't know, on uh, Ape Chat, if you click up here, there's an Add Channel button in the corner, and you can join the uh, channel for this uh, podcast. If I can find it, I started a new one recently. Oh, the Ape Show, right there. And uh, so to join it, it's all one word. You just go to Add Channel and type The Ape Show and hit Enter, and uh, it'll go right to this. Because at some point, I might do a live edition where uh, other people from the community can get into the group voice chat, and we can all just do a... Uh, a podcast that way, which would be fun. I was going to do that for my colony. I just never get around to it. Maybe I'll get around to this. We'll see. Uh, so this is the Ape Apps Launcher. Um, there's some settings here, too. This is the Linux version. It doesn't have as many options as Windows does yet, but it does have quite a few. 
You can turn notifications on or off. You can use this Ape Web Apps desktop bridge, which if you turn that on and then you use the uh, website version of any of my apps, the website will gain capabilities shared through the Ape Apps launcher, such as being able to save to your actual file system instead of in the cloud, which is handy. Or uh, being able to do scanning, like... Um, PDF document scanner here. It's one of my top apps. When you're on the desktop, it takes longer on Linux because it searches the network for all your scanners. But when it does finally um, load up, you can see I got my scanner connected here um, so I can use my regular scanners through Linux through all my programs. That's very handy. So this is the Ape Apps Launcher. I recommend everybody get it, especially if you've only used the mobile version of my programs and you didn't know that they could all be on the desktop. Well, they can. And the desktop is the best way to play pretty much everything I have because I develop everything on the desktop. I use the desktop the most. I put the most effort into the desktop editions. And like I said, I don't particularly care for phones. But that's the Ape Apps Launcher. Go ahead and check it out. You just go to Google or Bing and type in Ape Apps Launcher. It's the first thing that comes up on either of those, so it's really easy to find. And, yeah, that's that. So that's it for this edition of The Ape Show, the first real episode. Uh, I hope you liked it. Let me know in the comments or on the forum or an email or wherever uh, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, uh, what you'd like to see in the future, what I should change, anything. I'm willing to talk about anything at all on this uh, podcast. So it's uh, it's really for you guys. I thought I'd make something that wasn't just my colony focused. I love my colony, obviously, but I, you can't really do a podcast or a YouTube channel just focused on my colony because there's only so much to the game. So this is going to be wide-ranging. It's going to deal with my entire business app development in general or anything you guys want to know about it can even be off topic it doesn't matter so just let me know thanks for listening i'm going to try to do this at least once a week maybe more we'll see what happens so until next time thanks for tuning in